brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Speak up, I'm wearing a towel. Hello, hello, how do you do? Episode 5 of Kotongo Corner, and there's a lot to speak about after this weekend. Let's head to the Caledonian Stadium first of all, because I'm sure Hamish has got a few choice words about the performance on Saturday. What yeah. is the script? I've only seen the highlights, mate. I've seen the two goals. Um, do you know what? To be fair, this week I'm the same, and the reason for that was I was meant to be at Blink One Eight Two, um, so I didn't venture up. Um, but you know, I've spoke to a lot of people, uh, a lot of people who were there, and I think again the kind of general feeling is that we 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 played all right. You know, we've, um, you know, the manager was really disappointed that we didn't take all three points from the game. Uh, looking at their goal is a, a massive I mean it's so early on but for me it's a huge turning point even at that early on because uh, the keeper what uh, is he doing I, there man that's I, know, I, I just I don't I hate criticising people there. No, I, I no. and he, you know what he's, he's he's obviously come in at last minute when Dennis Mehmet's got you know got injured and you know kind of got chucked in at the deep end a wee bit maybe but you know he's in he's in again experience and I think he's a you know a half decent goalkeeper but he's got to do better with that Um and you know, and then from there, you know, you kind of, you know, we would we're not obviously known known to be scoring a lot of goals at the moment. So you you know you're looking for someone to 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 score and no no whiting in the team this week. Um, so I was yeah I was kind of wondering where the goal was going to come from, and it came from Chris Hamilton, who is one of my favourites. I like Chris Hamilton; I think he's class, um, good Dunfermline guy, and uh, he's come up with the goods, but. Again, could have won it, you know, um, the new lad Moffat that we've got on one from Blackpool. Um, he's had a great run at the end of the game and, and hit his shot straight at the goalkeeper. He puts that in either corner, then 
we'd probably maybe win the game 2-1, but um, once upon a time, you know, I think if Inverness hadn't started so poorly, sometimes when you go up there and you come away with a draw, you just kind of think, do you know what? Fair enough. Our record up there is not amazing. Um, but I think because they'd started so poorly, it kind of does, it feels more two dropped than a point gained a wee bit. Yeah, I mean, I suppose even like going up to Inverness there and, you know, you had the edge in kind of possession and a lot of the stats there. Um, I mean, normally you'd you'd be happy with that, <laughs> you know, obviously if you got the result. But, I mean, it's, a couple of years ago, that not many teams would do that. You know, go to Inverness, you'd, you'd maybe go there and kind of sit back a bit. Um, looks like he's given it a, a decent shot at it, you know. But um, Yeah, I think so. I think, um, I say, just the, again, just this kind of wee concern of, you know, who who is going to provide these goals, you know, but obviously Moffat's come in, but I, I don't know a great deal about him. Um, you know, you need somebody who's a winger, you know, is he a centre-forward? I, I don't I don't really know. And obviously I've not really seen him play enough to, you know, to decide what, you know, where he's going to fit in. So, um, yeah, just the, this, this goal threat at the moment is the only thing. And, you know, there's guys capable there, but... Um, we just need we need somebody to go on a wee a wee run and be hitting the back of the net on a consistent basis like the other teams in the league have got. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just it just isn't isn't happening at the moment. Um, but it's early doors, really early doors. So uh, the good thing is we are we are not playing terribly and we're not, you know, we're not like, you know, we seem to be on top in the majority of games we've had. Um. We're certainly not getting played off the park by anyone, so that's good. I said, you just look organised there. Eh? Um, I've only seen the goals, to be honest, so my level of uh, insight into the game probably isn't as high as it, it maybe would have been. But uh, yeah, I think I thought Chris Hamilton took his goal well as well. You know, it was a good header. He got up some height to put it in. Um, yeah. So Inverness, again, the only times I have seen them this season, they've looked totally. I don't know, they've looked a bit weary. They've just looked a bit like sort of they don't know where the pass is. They're they look like they're trying to knock it about the back because maybe they've not really got any ideas. Defensively yeah. they've looked frail. Um the goal actually, the goal the the goal he scores well worked. I mean yeah, the guy yeah. if you he's he's in a he's in a um he's in a line of three players on you know against our back line and he actually drops in. And nobody really, we kind of eventually see the run and somebody kind of, like Chalmers comes over and tries to kind of close down the shot. And, but maybe a wee bit kind of slow to react to him kind of dropping into that gap. But that's that, you know, that space when players drop into it. Um, I remember um, when, and this is going back a wee while, when uh, Robbie Keane signed for Celtic. And Robbie Keane used to play in that gap, and we played them. I can't remember, maybe a Scottish Cup game, or I, I can't remember actually if it was League or Scottish Cup. But we played them just after he signed, and he played in that gap, and he caused carnage. Um, but yeah, it's just I see the boys dropped in well, turned and shot, but the keepers, the keepers got to be doing better. Yeah, as I'm sure that won't be. So his first rodeo. Um, as I said, it's uh. He's got a whole season to kind of prove himself as well. Uh, he's there to get experience, I imagine, as well from Dundee. So, yeah, I think you know. I think when Mehmet comes back, he'll go straight back in. I, I mean, he was so good for us last season, broke a clean sheet record. Um, 
I can't see anything other than him coming straight back in. Um, and I wouldn't imagine he'd be terribly far away now either. He's been out for a wee while, so hopefully he'll be back quite soon. But um, not bad to have two decent goalkeepers at the club, you know. Absolutely. And Dennis Mehmet's a, a great keeper, especially a very, very good, very competent championship yeah. keeper as well, you know. Uh, I'm honestly, I could have been in the United team last season and we probably wouldn't have got relegated, but we'll not get into yeah. that. Uh, right, OK, let's move on then. Uh, let's, uh, we'll, we'll talk quickly, actually, before we move on. Uh, transfer window, we might as well kind of get a bit of chat about that. Everybody pretty, pretty happy with... Uh, I'll be honest, there was a distinct lack of business everywhere in Scotland. I think Amy Carrigan yeah. at one point was falling asleep in the BBC studios oh, yeah. trying to update us all. I was sitting mm. like just looking at it, refreshing my screen. I was like, nothing's happening here. Everybody, yeah. all right, with how it's went, everybody's pretty happy with their squads, I imagine. <sighs> I mean, it's a lot of unknowns for us. It's just looking at the story of our whole recruitment situation just now. Um, I mean, I'll talk more about the kind of the guys that I've seen in the, the you know going to my game and stuff. But you know, I've got a, a boy uh, still in midfield um, uh, from Brentford B. So uh, I think I touched on him last week. He's about twenty three or so. So yeah, he's maybe not he's not like a teenager. At least um, we've got a, a boy young from uh, Wickham who's shown some some good shoots there. But they've got to try and bed into this team. Um, so it's, yeah, it's difficult to get these kind of young players and you need a bit of um, experience around them. Um, yeah, I mean, we've not been paying transfer fees as like most of the league. I think, though, I think Airdrie bought a guy off of Linfield. I've seen that, so that was interesting. Quite a young, young boy. Um, yeah, I've seen that as well. I can't yeah. remember the guy's name, but yeah, that was one of the ones I've seen. Yeah, so it's just interesting even seeing like Airdrie uh, paying a fee, you know. So it's like, that's, I suppose that's encouraging signs, you know, a few years ago, they're kind of part-time in, in the doldrums of the league below and now they're paying transfer fees. So. Yeah, personally, even for United, I would have preferred if we'd gotten another right-back in. I understand, obviously, the Grimshaw and Freeman are there. I would have preferred to have got another striker maybe as well, but I'm also of the opinion that like, we have um, we have depth, but again, I'll put that in inverted commas. I'm very aware that if we lose any kind of key players or any of the spine of the team, i.e. Doherty, Walton, uh, would cause me a bit of concern. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying I would be comfortable with United this season if we keep all our key players fit. However, it is done the United, it is the championship. Um, and, you know, each time that we've tried to win this, it's never went without a hitch. So, yeah, we at COVID or, you know, I mean, I don't think you guys have as many loans, really, do you? So, I mean, quite... we have Jack Walton and Ollie Denham. I think are the only two, right, okay, loans, yeah. both from Wooten and Cardiff, respectively. But yeah, you mean, see, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that nobody's left as well. I'm pretty happy that nobody's cherry picked any of the youngsters because, if I'm honest with you, I'll, I'll get into it. But I'm very, very yeah. happy with the young players that are coming through. I think they're all, I see mm. young players, but even Declan Glass, you know, really impressive. Uh, especially this season for for me, you know. Um, but we'll get onto that later yeah. on. But yeah, Hamish, happy I mean, with the happy with the transfer window, mate. Um, yeah, I think so. I think um, again, um, I think the players we've added, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so like uh, you and Otto as a as a class act, getting him on a three year deal off of Celtic is a really good one. 
Hayden Richie Hosler again off the Rangers is good as well. Um, but they're good players that we knew from last season. It's kind of strange because we've obviously added these players as signings, but it doesn't really feel like they're new signings because they were there on loan last season. Um, which I think has been a part of like the kind of frustration of Dunfermline fans and things through the transfer windows. You know, people forget that we've signed these guys, you know. Um, but again, they, they keep kind of, you know, when whenever the manager talks about it, he talks about, you know, they're not going to add players for the sake of adding players. You know, they want to bring in quality. Um, and the, th- the other thing with that as well is I think we see maybe a little bit more so now than ever is, you know, guys like, you know, like I think of like, Paul McMullen, for example, you know, I think if we'd signed Paul McMullen in the summer, would have been a really good signing for us. But he goes to like Ireland instead, you know, and you know maybe getting outbid by teams in Ireland. But then some of these teams in Ireland are like playing Champions League qualifiers and that. You know, it's um, it's kind of quite a funny market that we're in, and I think that there has been, um, you know, quite a distinct maybe like lack of quality in some areas. You know, I was saying last week, like I couldn't put my finger on a striker that we would go out and sign. Do you know that I would be like, right, he'll guarantee, uh, you know, nobody can guarantee anything, but I would fancy him to get maybe 20 goals this season. Um, I think we're still, I think the firm will do more business like other, between now and then the, like the loan window closing. Um, and I know, well, as I suspect, you know, guys like Yakubiak's been spoke about. Witherspoon, I don't think, has got anywhere yet. Um but I don't know, like I don't know if we're in for these guys or not. You know, I've you know, nobody's ever said that I we are. Right? Maybe McPake had said we were in we were interested in Yakubiak, but um yeah, I think we'll maybe be looking at, you know, doing some business with loans and stuff, which is what we did last year as well. So the only worry about getting these guys in on free transfers, mate, and just from previous experience, is that they're not always fit. And yeah. there's a difference between keeping yourself fit just in general and Aye. keeping yourself match fit. So yeah. it does take a little bit of time for these guys to get up to speed. Yeah, case in yeah, point, does... Maguire last year for us. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he, was a, he was a fabulous player, you know, and again, just... Yeah, it's just, I think if guys are out the game, especially if they're of a certain age and they're out the game a wee bit too long, they take that walk. They they're much longer. Come, I mean, yeah, they're much longer. It's much harder to come back yeah. after a couple of months. The thing is, is, the thing is as well is like for example, if we went and like signed like Yakubiak and he does the score in you know his first four or five appearances, it kind of you know you start getting a wee bit of pressure mounting on these guys as well. Do you know what I mean? Like it's people are so fickle in terms of. You know, letting people settle in at a club, you know, they want results right away. So, um, you know, that can't be easy to deal with either, you know. Absolutely. Right, well, we head to Gayfield, Graham. Uh, you were there, you were with your old man, you came through for the game. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk us through your day as well as the game? Because it would be nice <laughs> uh, to hear about how, if the viewers don't already know, uh, Air is Air. Graham is from the Shire, Air. Um, and stays in Dundee. That's what I mean, Graham, our, our bosom buddies. Uh, yeah. So, do you want to talk us through your day, Graham? Just how, how it all kind of give us yeah, a build up on that. And... Got, got to the, the bus through to a broth, nice, glorious, sunny day, not your stereotypical Bona Gale weather. Um, yeah, and just got a 
quick lunch, it's Witherspoons and a pint, usual, usual stuffy old man, and uh, went along to the to the match. Um, and also get into the match, but we got tucked in. We tucked, got tucked in the corner. Basically, we we go in there, and I get it for a profit. You know, it's to give them a bit more of an advantage, so their fans can get round and stuff, and uh, just some of our, as you call them, youth team, have having a bit of a laugh about it. But uh, yeah, they're just, um, yeah, we're just kind of tucked in the corner there, so it wasn't the best view. So actually, watching the highlights after it was quite different, actually, to how we kind of experienced it. But I have to say, though, we're right next to the the line of the linesman um, during the warm up. Just the patter back and forth. <laughs> these these boys were on something, and just every single bit of abuse uh, you can think of, and he was just the comebacks were brilliant. Like not like, but it's just like really good. And even like a lot of the crowd were going, yeah, fair play, you know. <laughs> That's uh, um, so yeah. So it's good that folk can have a bit of a laugh back and forth. You know, you don't get that in your. Uh, Premiership or whatever, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, after the game, uh, went through to Brotty Ferry. Just had a few pints. Nice evening, you know. Uh, dwelling on the game. Um, but, yeah, it was a lovely picture SD. Um, just a shame we had to watch some football. But, um... Graham, the, your linesman, he wasn't a Tory MP, was he? No, 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 it wasn't. Not everyone in think, Scotland hates that cunt. I think it would have uh, joined <laughs> in in that. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh dear, but yeah, right. No, he's a good. It's, it's quite funny the, the, the boy to be fair. And even the stewards were giving a bit back and forth. Even they were saying, uh, "Oh, fuck a broth. We have to done. Do you? We don't care." So they got the match for, for the crowds. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, a fair play to broth. I think they've got like. Just look it up. They've got like twelve hundred season ticket holders now, and the crowd there was like sixteen hundred. And I mean, we maybe took three hundred or so up, but I don't know. You know, I think there's train strikes and things, and you know, being shite it doesn't help. But I was looking at the statistics this weekend, Graham, and I think they, especially in the championship, some of their away supports this weekend were phenomenal. Yeah, you look at uh, what Partick took to Morton, what Airdrie brought to United. Again, mm. what Air obviously brought to to Arbroath, and yeah. a great point you've made about Arbroath. Arbroath are a big championship club now because of the support and mm-hmm. over the years we guys we've spoken about it at length especially I think we have on here as well yeah. a lot of folk were supporting the old firm they're growing up and yeah they've got the stage where it is too dear to go and watch Sherlock Rangers or they couldn't get a ticket or they were going yeah. to be going down south or going to see Scotland yeah. they are now at the stage of where they're going to see our both they're going with other mates other mates kind of support the same team and I'm really hoping that eventually we'll mm-hmm. get to the stage where folk are supporting their yeah, the local team, I mean, and you can see that in the the, you know, the shops, I suppose, and the um, just folk wearing jerseys and stuff around about town. You know, I didn't sort of notice any sort of Celtic Rangers tops about town, which you'd normally get more so in the west of Scotland, I suppose. But you know, but um, it seemed like the folk are really getting behind the club there. Um, but yeah, yeah, just get to the the game. Um, I mean, we we started off quite well. I've talked about kind of the lineups in terms of a, a Broford unchanged from. Uh, last week, understandably, they'd won three 0 at Greenock, so fair, fair enough to them. Um, our back four was uh, the same. Um, Sunda McKenzie and Armati dropped out. Um, a bit, I quite like Armati. I don't know why he's Billum's not overly sold in him. I don't know why, but uh, Jack Young came in. Like I said, I said he came on for a few the last sort of twenty minutes or so against uh, Dundee United. Played quite well. Logan Chalmers um, on the right wing there, and uh, that, that boy uh, for Brentford B uh, Silva uh, was starting in the middle there. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, it started off quite well. Um, I mean, we had quite an early shot. Jack Young kind of scuffed it and an easy save by Gaston. Um, Abrof had a few different kind of chances as well. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing really sort of too clear cut there. Um, we had a good chance. I think uh, McAllister had a kind of throw in um, and a bit of work between the team. And, um, uh, a, yeah, Ricky Little had a good clearance out and Logan Chalmers kind of scuffed it again. And McGiddy, McGiddy, uh, yeah, Aidan McGiddy is just such a pain because he's got the turns and the amount of shots he's. He's he's trying to take from the wing and it's just going over or it's going wide and he's just taking up too much time in the ball. You um, think honestly, and I'm going to ask the hard hitting yeah. questions because we do this. Do yeah. You think he's finished? Um. Or do you think he's as as a, as as a winger? I mean, you could. I think I'd like to see him in the middle. Maybe just a bit of experience there, especially with these young boys. Let's just try him in the middle. Um, you know, especially when we've got Murdoch and Dempsey out both with surgery, we've got these young boys alone. Um, yeah, why not try that? And especially if Murphy's coming back for injury, hopefully, um, uh, on the left and Chalmers, he was playing in the the right wing, cutting in. Uh, look at the stats there yeah. again, mate. Sorry, just yeah. to interrupt. Sorry to mm. pain, but mm. look at the stats. It looked ridiculously even, even with shots on target and possession. Yeah. Uh, mm. and looking at how our both actually lined up. Mm. You guys all look like you're playing a three, which with uh, Rose, Young, and Chalmers, like a front three. Um, and yeah, like our both seem to be playing like a, a four, three, one, two. Yeah, well, the three to be fair, it was um, Young was in the the midfield, uh, it was McGeady really. So BBC kind of got that thing wrong. Mm-hmm. It was just like, Char- yeah, Chalmers on the right wing and uh, McGeady in the left there. Um, yeah, maybe a few more matches. Maybe McGeady will, will, will find the target there. But um, yeah, I think there's, there's a few times where he could be just laying off the pass to others, and there just wasn't a kind of communication among the team. I think that's an annoying thing, especially when you've got experience like McGeady. Even though there's a bit of passion shouting for the ball, um, I appreciate there's quite a lot of guys having played together. But um, you know, the back four is not that bad. They're decent enough, but it's, you know they just they switch off. Um, like a bro's first goal, they kind of switched off. Um, how was the, how that. was the first yeah. goal? Because it was Jay Bird, wasn't it? Who I the slide yeah. up to the start of the season, but yeah, it turned out to be a bit of a menace. Up top, yeah, so. yeah, um, seems quite popular. They're playing Bird as a word when he scored, so um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Craig, uh, it's, it's that Craig's... episode just reminds me of Family Guy, guys, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and there's a, a free kick for Craig uh, Slater right into our wall. I think, I mean, lads, but. Three or four guys in the wall, and you'd, yeah, it seemed a bit of a short wall, but it bounced straight off it. But the weird thing with the wall was, right, the ball hits off, you'd think, right, let's get back a bit, let's run back a bit. And it was almost like the information, not like a flying V, but almost like horizontal, they're just running forward. Uh, and that just opened up loads of space. And um, so it comes back to Craig Slate, and he kind of chips it to the right hand side. Um, and it's going to, it goes to Aaron Steele. It's quite awkward for him, so he just kind of taps it, taps it over the box. And Jay Burns just there to kind of tap it in. And it reminded me of that um, third goal for Dundee United last week. It just kind of, you know, we just kind of switched off. Okay, we're, the game was a bit over then, but we've just got moments where we just kind of switch off as a as a team defensively. Um, and that was just one of those. It was just oh, so annoying. Um, uh, and actually, a point <laughs> a note I made actually that kind of cheered me up after watching that goal was uh, the co-commentator for a Brof TV 
sounded like a chuktery version of Chris Finch for The Office. Some guy that <laughs> <laughs> I think he hadn't been before his first time being co-commentating, but it's just that kind of deep kind of voice, like Finchy, and so so that kind of cheered me up a bit watching the highlights. <laughs> uh, yeah. He was such an arsehole in the office, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, Bloody good record, yeah. though, apparently. Yeah. We had a right good chance as well um, in the right wing. I don't think it was Chalmers. It was someone else. Maybe it was McAllister. We kind of threaded through to Akeem Rose. You uh, got a kind of uh, tote it, um, but it's just a, it just went a tad over. But it was a good kind of um, reaction there. Um, you guys scored just before half time. What, yeah, no. what was the goal like? It was, it was good, actually. It's from a corner. Uh, so it was a, a corner from uh, Logan Chalmers and just perfectly put in. Um, Akeem Rose had a bit of work to do. He had to kind of sort of run onto it. So, I mean, Gaston was just kind of there. Maybe Gaston could have done a bit better. But, you know, it was actually a good goal. Um, we don't see enough of them set-piece uh, goals. And you think we've got guys, especially centre-backs, like uh, McGinty and... Um, Stranger, you know, quite physical guys. Um, I'd like to see these guys kind of get up more for these kind of uh, set pieces. But fair play to Rose, um, he got that and celebrating in front of us. So that was that was good. And we thought, well, that changes the team talk, you know. We might that changes yeah. the whole momentum, you know. And Regarding um, Ro- uh, Logan Chalmers, mate, obviously, is this his first start since he came back to you guys on loan or second? Start? Uh, first, it was the game before. Yeah, he came off the bench. I think the game before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So How yeah. did he look in particular in this game? Um, he, he looks good, but he's it's a bit of a one trick pony. He's got the kind of same way of kind of doing that kind of getting the ball around um, his guy, but um, he's he's kind of passed through to the middle. He's yeah, you can tell he needs a few more, more matches. He does look there's quality there. I think so. It's, it's interesting. He's playing on the right, kind of cutting in. So that's um, I think you know I think he played on the left a bit before. So I think he can kind of play both ways, but. Um, yeah, he looked, he looked okay, but I think in general there just wasn't enough supply. I mean, it didn't help just having kind of Rose up front by himself, just the kind of the way we kind of done it. I think maybe having sort of two guys there in some way, you know. Um, yeah, just just were just scraps really for the uh, the forwards. Um, yeah, we so, took, I think we took Rose off for Mackenzie um, as well, but um, yeah, half, I mean, how yeah, did, how did it kind of come about? Did you just kind of come out the traps or? Were uh, both kind of just trying to get back in the game? I mean, they scored right on. So how did that? Did, yeah, did you, were you sitting there going, oh, they're going to get a score here? Usual. <laughs> when the goal came, yeah. I mean, there's a few subs before that. And, and don't get me wrong, uh, Sean McGinty's a very kind of limited player. But, um, you know, I think there's only a bit... Uh, it took him off in the 76th minute or something like that. And the goal was in the... You think at that point, I know he's now had a slight knock, but... You don't want to be messing about with your central defence at that time, I think. Just trying to at least see out the game or, you know, we're still in the game. Uh, so we made a couple of kind of subs there and it was only at that point that we got um, Armati on. Um, yeah, so I, I think the, a, a story, the game was a story of substitutions as well. Um, they brought in uh, McIntosh and then they brought in um, uh, Hilton who got the, the second goal. Um yeah, and it's, so the, their goal actually, the second minute there, so it was a, a corner and it was a bit of a scrum. There's like three air players and one both player all going for the ball. They all just kind of clatter down and the ball comes back to McIntosh. He dinks it. Um, basically, it's five yards out and uh, Jermaine Hilton, he kind of swoops. It's like almost like a kind of semi-volley um, and into the net. Well taken by him, fair play, but um, it's quite heart-wrenching. It was a very kind of 
a draw would have been fair in this match, to be fair. Um, so it's quite heart wrenching. Yeah, we're looking at the stats. Yeah. I think I think a draw looks like it would have been a fair result, mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've we've got a lot of work to do. I think it's a lot. I mean, I think there's there's players there, and I think we've got the likes of uh, Murphy coming back. Um, and he had a great uh, League Cup. Um, but yeah, uh, especially substitutions and the tactics, they need to try and work that out and the communications. The, the thing I'm not seeing guys shouting. I mean, we could, you know, we could hear what the linesmen and stuff are saying, but you can hear players on the pitch shouting. Um, so it's, it's quite concerning. Um, you know, I don't want to get too kind of doom and gloom, you know, we're four games in, but um, yeah, they need to buck the ideas a lot of these boys, I think. I think it's going to be quite ruthless this season in general, yeah. the whole week. And Hamish, you could probably agree with me. I think that the whole week, whoever isn't getting a run of games is going to get left behind. Yeah. I think that it's probably, we're going to probably have about four seasons worth of drama within this one league. I think, um, and, it, and I, I, you know, as well, it'll be, as I say, the teams that will, you know, clinch playoff places and, you know, as, as I said, you look, you look at Dundee last season, just went on a run right at the right time. Yeah. Eh? The thing I see for like teams like Ed and that, like missing guys like Murphy and that will be huge. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, there's, you know, the we the Fabra are probably in a, like a similar situation. If you're missing key players, like it's it's gonna be take such a massive toll on the results and stuff that you get. And you know, sometimes you just need a wee bit of luck as well. Do you know, like that game probably could have gone either way on Saturday yeah. and our both just get that wee bit of luck. And do you know what I mean? Like sometimes like I felt last season, for example, even with them when that was happening to us loads, like sometimes we were terrible in games and winning them one nil and yeah. You know, I remember us going really late on against Montrose East End Park and, you know, there was loads of things like that happening and things were falling for you and going your way and so the championship, this championship just feels, like you know, really different. It doesn't, you know, you're going to have to earn, earn, earn the points that you get, you know. It doesn't feel like you're going to get the kind of, you know, deflections and all that kind of thing. They'll happen at points, but it's going to be such a tough league. I don't look at any game this season and think ah, we'll, we'll win that. I think they're going to be any team could be any team in that league. Yeah, I'm kind of at the stage where I think you know I'm not worrying about United, but I'm also at the stage of the quality has definitely improved since last season across the board. Yeah, you know, um, look at Partick the amount of players that they've left. I'll use that as a segue actually, but um, yeah, look at the amount of part of players that have left Partick, and Partick are still, and I say it again, a ruthless. Um, which we'll yeah, get the to. thing is, but the thing is, they've, they've I think. You know, the, there was players that left them, but then I think off the back of the players that left, I think they did an alright job recruiting as well. Yeah, you know, and I, they've I, got a lot of really good young players coming through too. Yeah, but I mean that's all kind of pr- product of you know they've set up that youth academy and that, now, haven't they? And you know, the Fabian are doing the same thing at the moment. Like, hope you know, and we're seeing some of our young guys coming through, and I think that you know, you know, teams should should be doing that. There's not many teams. Going out and splashing the cash, probably Rovers are probably the only one um, who are really going out. And you know, United, you know, United will, will probably have the biggest budget in the league. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Rovers were second after that, you know, because they've really gone out and spent a lot of money. But it's not teams just can't afford to do that anymore. I totally agree, man. Right, I'll head over to Carbo. Uh That was the game that I was watching. Uh, again, guys, just to confirm, we were only watching the highlights, so we weren't there just in case. But I, I had a couple of pals that were there, uh, and amongst that massive Barrack Thistle support, well played to all you guys for going through. 
Um, How's the Martin defence this week? Well, well, we'll get to that. Four goals lost. And I'll be honest, watching that highlights, Martin were Martin were kind of not in control, but Martin were on the front foot from like early on in the game. Um the only the only thing I would say was that I, I honestly I don't think there was that much in it. Like Morton were hitting shots left, right, and centre within the first ten minutes, eh? And then obviously they got that free kick. Now I don't know because I couldn't tell if it was Muirhead that was actually held back, but it did look like a free kick again. It's a hard angle on that channel that I was watching, so it looked uh. like a free kick, and then Muirhead just blasts it, um, and it fucking it goes in basically. Eh? Uh, but it was some hit for him. It was a, it was a decent, decent free kick. Like definitely goes in the bottom corner. Eh, keepers not getting it. Uh, and Morton have just like just continuing to like press and then. No far off, like for when the second half is, there's a great ball like left over the top of the defender for Stephen Wallace. The back comes in, left over the back comes in, Wallace looks mm. over the defender and then just slinks it past the keeper. And it's one all, obviously. Um, and then it's a bit, of, I'll be honest, it's just a pure barrage of end to end football after that. Like just what yeah. both teams just running down the wing and walloping bars in the box and hitting loads of shots, can. I mean, I think, looked at it, I think it's start, the stats for the shots were like 15 and 13. Yeah. Um, Ken, so it was, there was a lot of shots getting taken. As I said, most games, as you've probably seen in the last few weeks, the stats are very, very similar for both teams. These teams are not you know, there's no lot in it really from a footballing perspective. It's just about who's going to who's gonna be more ruthless, who's going to attack their chances. Yeah. Eh? And it came down to Patrick attacking their chances. And obviously it came down to that enigma that is Mr. Brian Graham. Yeah. Who's uh again the biggest menace in the league. Sumbala. Oh, he's so basically what happened is it's like a chip pass in the box, right? And Brian Graham literally just like raises his leg just that wee bit, catches the end of it and it goes in the bottom corner. Like and he had yeah. no right to get it, but one legs, there you go. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and then two minutes later, the back comes in again, like it's a head on. Brian Graham again, it's like a low volley this time, goes in for this like the third in. Yeah, uh, the sending off or second booking, I couldn't really see what happened to be honest. Yeah, I'd probably need to watch that again. But we'll maybe get to the fourth goal. Um, Adeloy, it was just a basically a big fuck again. Martin was still trying to hit shots at the goal on that, like Martin wouldn't have given up, you know. Yeah, uh, big launch up the part to Adeloy, took his man on, and then just like done his man proper, and then just stuck it right in the right in the left hand, top left hand corner there. Eh? Uh, and then that was kind of it for one Patrick Morton could probably feel hard done by but as you say there's a lot of concentration in the last 15-20 minutes and they, yeah. were, they were drawn you know um, it was Broadfoot at the back was he? yeah I think so mate just looking at the line yeah. up now yeah he was set at half as he said he was now the defence did look a bit all over the shop, eh? Um, uh, I said it, the Fissel found it really easy to kind of cut through. I think I was wrong. Like, I thought that, you know, two Brian Grahams, there were a couple of knock-ons. There wasn't really anybody tight to Brian Graham for birthday shots. Like, the fact yeah. that there was time for, the, there was time, like, there was time for him to get on both of those, the volley and the, the kind of side foot sort of one that he got his foot at the end of, that he shouldn't have got that much room, eh? Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting to come off. He was on. Well, he had two goals. So he could have run his hat trick, and they, they took him off for Adelaide. Adelaide came way. on and yeah. got the, got his got his goal away. You know, so yeah. Um, 
Have you been enjoying? How old is? How old is Brian Graham these days? I think he's about 36 or 30. I think he's two or three years older than me. I think he's about 36 or 37. Right. But in this league, you'll just, just kind of play eh? just kind of, And see, yeah. he's got more and more intelligent every year with how, yeah. he, how he adapts to the league. He adapts to the league, eh? Yeah. Um, but sadly, the teams in the league didn't really seem to adapt to him because he's banging them in, in this at this level, you know? Yeah, absolutely, you're absolutely right. But Partick, yeah, Partick are, Partick are the... The team this season are really ones to watch because of the fact that, as you say, on the break, they're absolutely ruthless. Eh? Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's what happens. You kind of, and I've seen it with Brian Graham. He, you know, young Holly Denham in that League Cup tie, he got bullied. He was, he was, he was wearing Brian Graham's underwear by the end of that game. <laughs> okay, what I mean, he was, yeah. Uh, yeah, Brian Graham could have used him as a strap on, put it that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you just want you just wonder with Morton. I mean, he's only had one O'Connor yellow card, but you just wonder if they're like the mentality. Listen, we don't have any more players. Don't get suspended because it's like it's like maybe yeah. five in the bench uh, compared to well, plus. I guess even if you look at it's bad defending, and obviously Dougie Emery is going to change the philosophy and somehow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess what I'm noticing, I don't care if it's you guys as well. Seeing these games, like I, I'm worrying about when United play these teams, right? Because seeing every other game I've watched. Nibdi's putting yeah. up behind the bar. Nibdi's trying to defend. There's a lot of goals getting scored in this league this season yeah. because everybody's going for it. And I think it's brilliant. But my worry is they'll come to Tardis and throw everybody behind the bar and try and, get, try and nick a point. You know? So, so you can I'm see very much lim- of the opinion that I'm excited about these games, but when they come to Tardis, it's not going to be the same game. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at, the, looking at the league there. Martin have conceded 11 goals in four games. Ah, it's no good enough defensively. That's a lot. Eh? And they've got a good keeper there. Like, Jamie McDonald's no... Yeah, slouch, you know what I mean. He is a good goalkeeper, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. You'd be concerned. You'd be concerned. They said they've got Alan Power in the midfield. Obviously, for if, if Kelly as well, he played on on Saturday as well. I'm not sure what else you do. To be honest, I think it's no Ali Crawford. He's no centre. I'm talking shit. Uh, he's been told he Robbie can leave St. Johnson. Robbie, Robbie. Ali Crawford has been told he could leave St. Johnson just on a side note, but. No, uh, I think oh, Ali Crawford was there on loan last season as well, wasn't he? Positive he was. I'm sure he was at Morton on loan, but maybe maybe I'm talking nonsense. Um, but yeah, that's that's been pretty much it. I'm sure Paddock are pretty happy. I think they're sitting, they're sitting quite happy in fourth at the minute. Uh, seven points, three games, two wins, one draw, one loss. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I think a lot of teams would have thought that Paddock would have struggled, but they definitely don't seem to be so. Morton, yeah. I would be concerned about the amount of goals getting shipped, but you tighten that defence up, well, I suppose. Even, even just suspensions and injuries, and that's not even. Oh, sorry, I was muted there, but yeah, um, just sorry, that was yeah. made by mistake, mate. So, sorry, that was me, that was me pressing <laughs> the wrong fucking mute button. My apologies, uh, yeah, <laughs> you got excited and animated to that. Sorry, yeah. I'm go back. Uh, no, just bit. You know, struggling, and this is before suspensions and injuries. So, yeah, I hope they've got some some good youth players heading away somewhere. You would think so, mate. Uh, yeah. So, where are we off to next? Are we going to head over to? Do you know what? We'll head over a. Uh, we'll head over to. Yeah, we'll head over. To, start, I think it was we Wraith at home with us. Yeah, starts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, talk me through because you boys have both watched this and I definitely know. So it seemed like a brilliant game. Uh, so, uh, talk to me. 
Yeah, as before I start, Hamish, I just noticed uh, um, online comments after the last thing. So um, I think some Ray fans took issue with you saying it's not a derby with Dunfermline. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, oh, I didn't no. even see a Dunfermline fan going, what's he talking about? It's a derby. Like, it's just like, uh, I think... Uh, you're getting all, getting all upset. That's yeah, yeah you're, you're getting into the heads now. So, yeah. Gotta believe uh, Hamish is turning <laughs> heel. Live, living rent-free. <laughs> heel Hamish. But but yeah, do you know what? One thing I, I have watched this game also as 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 I said, um, Rafe created an awful lot of chances in this game. I don't know yeah. if you thought that because I'm watching it. Definitely, yeah. yeah. The amount of chances they have is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, they look like they can really mix up. Like <laughs> you know, they looked. I, I thought they looked more. Um, I mean, they're obviously at home. I thought they were quite defensive against us. East End Park, but like you know, there I, I you know on, on Saturday I thought they really looked like they were trying to play on the front foot, and yeah. you know they could go long, go short, and you know the 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 performance is really good. I thought before um, Queens Park equalised, they could have been out of sight. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the highlights I've watched are the Rafe TV highlights. So yeah, I don't know what you guys think of the. Uh, you know, I would like to think that all clubs call it. As it is, but you can never be sure with these things. I mean, they'll show more Rafe chances than you will anyone else's. But nah, genuinely, I, I was really impressed with them. Again, I think uh, it pains me to say they look really good. Um, and if you can do things like, I'm I'm sh- fairly sure Vaughn came off the bench, didn't he? Again, yeah, super yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaughn. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you bring a bring a guy like him off the bench, and mm-hmm. he's just a, he's just an absolute menace. Like he really is. He's he's everywhere, and the two goals yeah. he gets are you know he's just in the right place at the right mm-hmm. time, which he's he's done for years. So um, I think I think they've really gelled as well. I mean, that was my thing yeah. this year that I thought like, a good team. Maybe this year they'll be they'll be the playoffs. They'll be a playoff team. I have no doubt of that. But yeah, um, you know, I thought maybe you know getting to a kind of playoff position this year and maybe nearly men and then. Next year, really kind of push on. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they'll be, they'll be up there to be maybe, yeah, maybe like second or something like that. I don't know, but they're, they'll be pushing, yeah, I, I think. Um, uh, I'd say, in terms of Queen's Park, though, they, that, that goalie, 16-year-old, made some quality good saves and he's, you know, his decisions yeah. are quite good. I can't believe he's only 16. That's that's insane. And he'd, I mean, he just came from nowhere, really. I don't think he they played for him last season, but he's been in through their academy system. So, as a few uh, teams looking at him, apart, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what did I tell you about the Rafe Rovers keeper? Yeah, I told you that both. last week. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, both, I both, told you. both their goals were just Rafe mistakes. I mean, Aye. yeah, they dominated that game match, really. I mean, Queen's Park had some good, uh, you know, they looked good at passing the ball about, but. Yeah, Dubrovsky blowing it. Well, I mean, why did they get rid of Jamie McDonald for him? What's what's going on there? Like? Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, I mean the the the, the first the it's equaliser, isn't it? It's an absolute howler. Mm. Um, and apparently, yeah, he didn't like think... to catch the ball. A lot of discussion of sort of heard about him as well. He's just not. He just wouldn't do it. He's not confident with it, and yeah, coming out for crosses and things. Yeah, and the thing is, he's he's really tall. I mean, I don't know how tall he is, but he must be, you know, six four, six five anyway. Because yeah, uh-huh. you know, he's, a, he's a massive guy. Yeah, so yeah, um, but yeah, he for me is the at the moment is the weak link in their team. Um, 
but their team is very good. And as I say, it pains me to say, but the, I, I genuinely think that uh, I'm impressed by the business mm. they've done. Yeah, but they have spent a lot of money, so yeah. you would have to expect that. I think even Scott uh, Brown got for Peter Head. Um, yeah, was that last year they got him. Was that? Um, yeah, he was there he last his... season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just looks that kind of deep kind of uh, defender, kind of wins the ball. Um, just looks really assured. Uh, I think that's it's, been a really the thing good is spot. He, because he does, he kind of does that sitting role, which allows guys like Stanton and Easton yeah. and stuff to get forward. And you know these guys are you know I think Stanton sets up the first goal and. You know, these guys are good players going forward as well. So, yeah, and just definitely. the balance of their team. Sean Byrne as well, you know, is mm-hmm. more a kind of, you know, a sitting kind of put the tackles in and that in the midfield and allows these other guys to be expressive. And then they've got, you know, not bad players up front as well. So, um, well, they've got Vaughn up front. I don't think the other boys are that great. I think even having that kind of guy, because he's a club legend, you know, if, you're struggling a bit, just you know, it gets the crowd going, bring it on. You know, I think that helps as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah definitely. Yeah. Just looking at the from last week, by the way, lads. I completely forgot that we'd even put it on. Oh, so we uh, we had air to beat our growth, obviously, which was unfortunate. We had done the United to beat Airdrie, which we did have. We had done Fenway to beat Inverness, which was a draw. We had Morton to be uh, Partick team Morton, which was successful, and we had a draw between Queens Park uh, and Wraith, which nice. was they far off. To be fair, um, yeah. So yeah, uh, there's no predictions this week, sadly, guys, because it's the it's the trust trophy, so we'll not be touching that with a barge pole. No. Anyway, we'll move on to Tardice to talk about United and Airdrieonians. So, first of all, a few things to address uh, great United great great support in general uh, I think United had a lot of, I think United had close to 2,000 folk just paying in on Saturday nice day in the sun you know Corey Hunters are out uh, I'm joking before anybody tries to lunch us um, <laughs> just you know but it was yeah great great support and we've now got a singing section uh, which we'll get to with you guys as well um, like 80 odd season ticket holders what kind of young squad at the front and they have a fucking drum, which caused much controversy. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen the controversy, the controversy surrounding that. Absolutely things, brilliant. I just, first of all, right, see when Celtic come and make a drum. Yeah. Like, fuck off, right? Fuck off and take that drum and get it to fuck. <laughs> Sing all your stupid fucking songs and take them elsewhere. Same with Angels, right? <laughs> However, yeah. they never seem to get chucked out of Tannadice. But when a guy from Livingston comes in with a drum, who's louder than, I think, Livingston, and no disrespect to Livingston whatsoever, but they brought less than what Airdrie brought on, on Saturday, right? So it's just, oh, yeah, you're only hearing the drum. Yeah. You're not even hearing the, the folk singing. Chucked out, right? Fair enough, because to an extent, you're only hearing him, right? Anyway, yeah. not the point. We'll get on to Airdrie. Uh, anyway, I was excited about this game. I spoke, to, I spoke about it last week. Um, great support. Like I think they brought 400 odds. To Tardis, which is more than, and again, I'm not being that guy. I'm, I'm just say, I'm just stating facts. They brought more than Ross County. They brought more than, fuck. I think they brought more than what maybe Motherwell brought that last season. I think they brought more than Hamilton have brought to Tardis, Livingston. Yeah, it's obviously a testament to the job that Reese McCabe is doing at Airdrie. I expected Airdrie to come to Tardis and try and play football. They absolutely tried to do that. United made it very difficult for them to do that, I think, especially in the second half. But we'll, we'll talk about the we'll talk about the, the early on. So 
first 10 minutes, United fantastic, to be honest with you. Um, I'll say first 10 minutes. First four minutes, United fantastic. Nice wee move. Um, Kujo slices a wee shot in the shot of the keeper. Kind of one, two. We what I think it was. Um, Kujo just comes in and a wee dink again, which Kujo seems to love a dink. We dink into the we dink into the net four and four minutes in, one and up, you know. I think about maybe 10 minutes in, uh, Alassie took ill uh, in the east stand at the front. And uh, yeah, the game was stopped for I think about 15 minutes, so it did feel like an age by the time we got out. And it did take this thing with the game, if I'm honest with you. The game it was Nibonny. It was a really tough game to sit and watch. It did feel like you were there for an age. United weren't great. I think United's concentration levels went out the windy as soon as all that happened, obviously. It does happen that can change the complexion of a game. Something like that going on, obviously, not sure how it's going and, you know, you're having to re-warm up, etc. Um, if I'm honest, United ended up changing their shape a bit. We ended up kind of sitting back, let Airdrie have a lot of the ball. They had a lot of the ball, but didn't do an awful lot with it. United were very good, very rigid, so they weren't really able to get through. Uh, second half in particular, there was obviously a couple of a couple of opportunities for energy, but nothing, nothing kind of glaring. Um, there was a again shot that came through Declan Gallagher, uh, cleared off the line. Him and Kevin Holt have struck up a partnership like no other. I mean, it's very difficult to imagine none of those two at the back. Um, obviously no Ross Doherty, so Grimshaw was in the middle of the park. Kieran Freeman was on. Uh, right side of right side of the fence and Scott McMahon's on the left. Um, but yeah, the front three were really quiet. Tony Watt was really, you know, I think the three of them were kind of influential, if I'm honest. Um, Kujo didn't have his greatest game there, the moat. Middleton, I'm struggling to see it from Middleton just now. And then again, as the game wore on, I think it was the 94th minute, Erdrich keeper tries to play a bit of an ambitious pass back. Guy Fotheringham comes on, who's, I'll shout about to the rooftops with Guy Fotheringham. I love him. I want him to play every week. Uh, he's looking like fucking Hulk Hogan right now as well. He's a total bear. And again, he done it against Falkirk. He just intercepted the ball, knocked it. But wait, the United fans waited with bated breath till that went in the net. And then it was limbs by that point. 2-0. Job done. Up the road. Um, so, great atmosphere. Again, massive shout out to the singing section. They definitely... They definitely created an atmosphere when it was quite tense and when it was not tense, but it was quite the, the game was kind of dying to death a little bit and everyone was feeling a bit sort of lethargic. Uh, it definitely kept the team going, I think. Uh, Goodwin certainly brought that up. And yeah, it was just nice to have a bit of noise at Tannadice. It's felt like a fucking morgue for God knows how long. And it never used to be like that. Even when United were kind of shite, <laughs> when I was a kid, there was always a bit of atmosphere. And as an adult, I don't remember there being an awful lot of atmosphere, especially over the last few years in particular. Um, so it was nice to have that this time round. So yeah, happy with that. Three points. Wasn't it wasn't great, but dug out the result, and that's that's all that really matters, to be honest. Again, special mention to Adrian. I thought Adrian were I thought Adrian were decent, you know. I think Adrian, Adrian will be fine this season. Um so yeah, that's pretty much all she wrote. There's not really much else to to add. Um Yes, the Airdrie substituting uh, Gallagher came on in the fifth minute. Was that an injury or was that a reaction yeah. after the goal? Or... Nah, I think that was an injury, mate. Um, right. Who did the flex? Well, McMaster, hi. McMaster, hi, yeah. I'm not sure yes, what happened. Yeah. I don't know if he'd kind of, I don't know if he'd kind of went over his foot or whatever, but yeah, right, he, huh. he he was off pretty. Yeah, well, honestly, I knew a few of the players that played in that team. Obviously, Ballantyne, Taylor Sinclair, uh, even mm-hmm. Todorov that came on as well, and then obviously. Uh, 
Josh O'Connor came on, Gary O'Connor's on like three came on and Mary Sell looked quite busy, but again, it was hard to mm. break. United made themselves have to break down, which a lot of fans were kind of mm. not particularly happy about. It's kind of hear the murmurs throughout the crowd, but it worked because I, I, I don't really believe in sitting back and trying to defend against people. Like but Erdogan were trying to come at us. So the best way to try and do that was to pick them off. And again, it worked because look at the mistake for the goal, you know. I understand it was the keeper, obviously, but that's, yeah, that was, we scored off it, you know. So, um, yeah. And they're quite, they're quite good at the forward passes, the kind of centre-backs just into the kind of final third. Ah, they tried that. to play football. That, yeah. that was the thing. They were definitely trying to play football. And it's just, it's, were they, they played the ball out from the keeper as well. What was that, sir, Red? Were they playing the ball out from the keeper as well? Yeah, that was pretty much what they were trying to do. Um, they, I said they had a lot of the ball. That? What was it, sir, Red? Were you pressing that? Not really. That's the thing. Nah. United were sitting back, letting them have a lot of the ball, because obviously we understood that right. this is what they're doing. Again, that's where the mistake came from. Mm. You know, and yeah. just pass for the keeper. And United just, yeah, again, I don't think United were in any hurry. You know, I never really, I hate saying this, and I feel like I'm saying this every week just now, I never really felt like United were in any danger. Apart from that, maybe yeah. one kind of chance. Early goals got, got helped that the way. What was I saying? Early go- the early goals got Absolutely, to help that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean? I mean, United looked very different in the first kind of 10 minutes than what they did the rest of the game. And I do believe that yeah. was because of the, the incident that kind of, you know, I think the co- the concentration levels just just dropped, you know? Um, yeah. But, as I said, you know, it's one goal lost. It's another clean sheet. Um, I went at home, thank God. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I can't really complain. I think it's quite. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying what. I don't think it's going to be great every week. I know that. You know. I think the last, yeah. especially the two home games that I've been at, it's been quite hard fought. We've had to really work for, for the goals, and you have to make your own work. You know what I mean? So, but it's just nice to be at this again and just see a team that look organised. And I mean, the fight flattering, the fight like crowd, crowd of like eight thousands. That's gonna, you know. That was the biggest crowd in Scotland. That was the biggest crowd in Scotland on Saturday, and that's and I looked at, I looked at, and I'm not just comparing it because it's Dundee and St Mm. Johnston, which is meant to be a Tayside derby and the SPL. Mm. Yeah, I don't think Dundee sold other tickets. You know. Yeah. Um, How many were at that? I think five thousand odd, five thousand five hundred or something. Six or something. No, it wasn't. Because I think. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I think some of the championship attendances were fantastic this weekend. You know. Yeah. And that's. Yeah, you look at like, was it even was even Ross County, and Livy? Yeah. Ross County and Livy didn't have much more than some of the championship games, you know. Yeah, yeah. Inverness is over two thousand, and they've been struggling for crowds the last couple of years. So maybe the yeah. took a few up, but yeah. Yeah, it it's is. Good. It is a. I said it's definitely a, a discussion for another day as well. I said, but well, there will be discussions yeah. on this show. We are yeah. going to talk about the hard points at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, I think yeah, it was a good weekend for. For me, anyway, and obviously seeing Man United get drubbed on Sunday was good fun too. So we'll uh, we'll take that all, all we'll take that all weekend long. But we'll uh, make a wee special mention. There's a wee Kotongo corner meet up with with the three of us on Saturday. Um, I will ask a question first of all. Uh, for next week, Graham, we'll ask you that as well because obviously we understand you guys have got part of this all next week. And we'll win ahead an episode next week, so we'll get to that as well. Um, SPFL Trust Trophy, guys, he's... Uh, Graham, have you, who, who have you guys got in the SPFL Trust Trophy? Just we're, actually, 
we're playing Falkirk. It might have kicked off just now because there's the air show, the, the planes and stuff. Oh, is that game on tonight? Yeah, it's on tonight. Um, so I'm interested to see the lineup actually. Whether I'd imagine we'd got to try some of those young guys. But so Graham's looking at the lineup, and me, Hamish, and Graham are going to meet up in me and Graham's local cruise in in Dundee on Saturday. We're going to have a few share bits and ah, just sit and talk some talk some football like we usually do, except we'll be having a pinter, yep. a pint or two this time round. Yeah. Um, Pre-match, so though, because I might have been, probably not be speaking to you after it. So. Nah, it's all right, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, we yeah. are going to do an episode. We've kind of discussed this. We're going to do an episode on the uh, on the SPFL Trust Trophy and it's, you know, and it's possible potential. We'll maybe get into that another time. Hopefully you can kick about and listen to that. Uh, obviously, we've had some hilarious sponsorships over the years for it, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a a, a wee debate about that at some point on the show. Uh, we have got a few interviews as well on the Football Being Punk Rock podcast coming up um, with a few ex Championship players. Uh, so keep an eye out for them as well. Obviously, we'll promote them within this show too. Uh, Graham, have you got a live score? I feel like Chris. I feel like Jeff shouting at Chris Kamara here. Have you got a score yeah. for me there? Uh, it's still now after ten minutes. It said fourth minute and then it refreshed. And it's tenth. But BBC don't seem to give the credence that the Challenge Cup deserves to show lineups. Yeah, so I'll have to. Oh, go yeah. Excellent fortune. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Next, last question, Graham. You've got Partick Thistle again. We won't have an episode that week. Yeah. Uh, you've got Partick Thistle on the fifteenth. What are you thinking? Uh it's kind of. I think it could be make or break for Bullen potentially. I think um, at least need a performance. You know, if we get a draw and get a performance, that's something. I fucking muted you again, Graham. I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. Censorship. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's could be make or break. I think the we're getting to the stage where the fans are. We're politely kind of we're going along with the pit. the club's doing a lot of good stuff off the pitch, you know, with the, the hub and the new stand and all that. Um, but you know, what's happening on the pitch just now, it just seems the whole recruitment process and yeah, the manager's going to be under a lot of pressure. And I think it's we need something to drive us on, especially at Somerset now. We need to you know do something at home. Um, we're away to Queen's Park the week after that. Um, there's no easy game, so we need to get a bit of momentum. Um, I'll, you know, it'd be good if we got a result to that tonight. But if we see if we don't get a result tonight, and then Friday off, yeah, it's just I think it's going to be make a break. That's a hard game tonight as well, isn't it? Falkirk, isn't it? Never, yeah. never Actually, they'll, be they'll, be, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be absolutely going for it because again, yeah. we've yeah. spoken about it this at length. They want to win something. They're in that league. They, I, I get that some teams yeah. will be like, oh, I'm really bored with yeah, Charles no. Cup. That's a, that's a pro. Falkirk has been a problem for a few years now. And the fans are getting they yeah. are hitting breaking point. Yeah. I think as well yeah. these these two games also Falkirk knocked us out of the Scottish Cup in the quarterfinals last year and Partick knocked us out of the playoffs. So I think it's gonna sting not so much tonight because it's Challenge Cup, but you know what I mean, if we get a couple of bad results, especially the Partick one Friday night yeah. on the telly. Um yeah, that's that could be Do you really think think Billings that, that close? Do you think he's is it a bit of a I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying the club would necessarily get rid of them, but I think the fans will maybe start to turn. I don't think even despite finishing second last season, it felt like a bit of a false position last year. We actually um don't get me wrong, it was a good achievement, but but half our games, it's weird that a team that finished second would do that. And Akinyemi carried that team a lot last season. I think we would have been 
sixth or seventh rather than second, I think, without him. Um, but yeah, it's just a solo. These kind of young guys coming in. I don't know if that's completely Bullen has full say in that or if that's the kind of system the club's kind of bought into. Um, but yeah, and just on Saturday, I just didn't feel, I didn't see the system yet. I don't think they know, and I know it's early, but it's just, you know, how quickly things can go in football. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, no, absolutely. And this, yeah. this league as well, and the, the progress I've made the last couple of years, which I'd like, we should be able, at least be aiming for mid-table, really. I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Sh- we shouldn't be at the bottom. But, you know, if you don't play well, you, you will be bottom. That's the thing. That's it. Yeah. And also, we're not going to put the Samaritans number at the end of this episode after yeah. James tidied. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying to censor them halfway through by mistake. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's that's been us from uh, for episode four for Katwongo mm. Corner, guys. Uh, we'll not have an episode next week, but there will be a list this episode on the Punk uh, Football Weird and Punk Rock podcast. Jim and Muzz are bringing out an episode of the best punk rock bassists. So definitely keep your eyes out for that one. It is going to be quality. And then obviously, you're going to still get the... Uh, can't speak. <laughs> you're still going to get the Kotongo Corner uh, episodes as and when we can. Obviously, uh, at this stage, it's going to be weekly still. But you're also going to get a flagship show, flagship show and in inverted commas back at the end of the month. Also, uh, a last final thing: we've just announced a uh, an evening with a Scottish internationalist, former internationalist Colin Henry at Andrews Andrews Bristol Andrews Bistro. I can't fucking speak. Um, it's November the sixth. It's a Saturday night. Tickets are on sale now. It's going to be a great night. I think, uh, Graham, have I, already, have I asked you to co-host this with me yet or have, have you to fight you and, you and for co-hosting? Yeah, I think, I think uh, negotiations are ongoing at the moment. Okay, all right, okay, well, we'll wait and see how that goes. But have a great week, guys. I said no episode next week and we're gonna, we'll are gonna we be meeting up for beers and you'll maybe see a couple of 40s here and there uh, from Saturday. We'll try and behave ourselves and not get our taps off and here carry on. We'll try and separate me and Hamish in case there's any Russell and Bustle left up <laughs> and Dundee United. But uh, you all have a great weekend and uh, get out and watch some football and enjoy some beers with your pals. Cheerio, bye. Cheerio. Cheers. You and I are a couple of party animals. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.